Welcome back to the Bread and Butter Podcast. I'm your host, Brecklin. I've been trying and trying to come up with a good... Wait, let me make sure my mic is actually on. It sounds kind of weird. Okay, we're good. I've been trying and trying to come up with a good intro because everyone has these cute ones, but our intro is just annoying. Like, do we not... Do we like intros? I don't know. I always skip through them, so I haven't ever done one, but sometimes I'm like... I feel like I spent all this time coming up with a name for my podcast, the Bread and Butter Podcast, and then I started the podcast. We're now coming up on a year of the podcast, and I have done like almost no explanation of the name of the podcast. So introductions aside, if you are new, thanks for being here. Happy to have you. Um, The Bread and Butter Podcast is... Honestly, years and years of this need and want that I had to have a place, first of all, to have conversations, but to talk about all of the things in life that just make life good or meaningful. You know, like the bread and butter, the the basic things that sometimes we talk about, sometimes we don't talk about, but that just make life good especially like a place where women can talk about the most important things in their lives, things that have changed them, you know, things that make them happy, things that they struggle with. That is what I want this place to be. And I know that we have a couple male listeners. So thank you so much for being here. I know I'm always like, thanks girls (laughs) for being here, but thank you to my male listeners as well. Um, How is everyone doing? It is November. Um, I know we had a November episode last week, but I haven't really talked to you guys, just me, in November since, um, in November since, (laughs) since November started. Um, how is everyone doing? I, here's the thing. I hate nothing more than when people want to make it part of their personality to either hate early Christmas enthusiasts. Um, but that being said, I'm not quite ready for Christmas content. So, We're still talking Thanksgiving over here. Hopefully that is what you love. Um, But yeah, November is for me kind of an awkward season. It is truly for me just the season of awkwardness. There's, I don't know, there's elements of awkwardness from, you know, Thanksgiving day of do I eat breakfast? I always do, by the way. We can talk about that later. I'm sure I'll have lots of thoughts. I actually could probably go for 30 minutes on why you should not skip breakfast on Thanksgiving. But yeah, it's it's not quite Christmas. You're done with Halloween. So some of like the fun seasonal stuff you feel like is not a thing anymore. Like I'm like, should I be moving on from pumpkin now that it's November? And the answer is absolutely not. Um, but yeah, if anyone else is feeling like they're kind of in limbo right now, you're not, you're not alone. Also, you might hear Benny playing downstairs with his new treasure from his walk. Um, we found a brand new tennis ball in the street gutter and no one seemed to want it and we're trashy. So I let him take it home. So if you hear bouncing and him running around, that is what is going on. Okay, just to, let's just catch up today. I, I really don't have that many like cool things to say, but I do have a lot on my mind and I just figured I'd air it out so we can catch up, be on the same page. Um, It has been a kind of a crazy couple weeks. I was in Utah for a while. I was there for about a week and then I came home to North Carolina and in a couple days my mom came. So she stayed here for about a week and it was so, so fun. I was actually kind of nervous, not 
for any reason, not any fault of hers, she's the best. Um, but I actually had never like hosted my mom. And if anyone's been through that experience the first time, you are a little bit nervous. You're kind of like, okay, how do I be a good host to my mom? You know what I mean? It ended up being absolutely the best. And here's a little thing I want to say to everyone. When you get the chance, invite the women in your life on trips, um, to your house, out to lunch, just for fun, if that makes sense. I, one time... (laughs) Guys, this episode is going to be so rambly, but this is how I am. Um, A couple months ago, I invited um, one of my grandmas out to go see Carol Burnett. And it was amazing. And she came out just for that. And it was so good. I just remember being like, we should do this more. We should, especially women, I feel like they often get invited to trips and you know, visits just to take care of someone, which is amazing, right? Like there are just times when you need your mom and and no one can take care of you the way that your mom can. And I'm not saying that that's bad. Love that. And there, I know there will be times when I need my mom to just take care of me. Um, so, I mean, things like that are amazing, but sometimes I forget that women should be invited to do fun things just for fun's sake. You know, not to take care of someone or not to come and cook them dinner for two weeks or not, you know, all of these things, which I really, really, really am not hating on that because I think that's beautiful. I think women supporting women, beautiful, love it. But having my mom here, she was like a lot more uninhibited. It was time that was unique. I don't often get to spend that kind of time with her where we truly had no schedule. I took work off. We could do whatever. Like we spent hours <laughs> just walking around. We like wandered historic districts and saw some really cute old southern homes. Um, so, you know, we ate really good food. We tried new recipes. We like made caramel at like noon in the middle of the day just because we wanted to. And yeah, that would just be my if I could like give everyone the gift of inviting a woman in your life that usually comes to help out and take care of things, if you were to invite them to do something just for fun, just for fun's sake, it's just the best. It really, really is. But, you know, apart from just wandering around, looking at houses and eating really good food, some highlights. We went to some beautiful gardens, like some botanical gardens. We found a pecan tree, which I know is super common around here. Like nut trees are definitely a thing in the South, but I was thrilled. I like put this pecan in my purse to take home to Trenton to show him. And we put it on our porch to feed the squirrels. We were thrilled. So that was super fun. Um, I also, I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but as soon as October hits, I am a crafter. I am hitting up Joann's. I am haunting Hobby Lobby. I I wouldn't say that I'm like this most of the year, but something about October, November, December, I'm glue gunning everything that will hold still long enough. My craft, my craft closet gets opened for probably four months, the entire year, and it starts in October. Um, and this week's craft, I, I actually posted a video of it, so you might have seen it. It was a little pine cone Christmas tree. So you basically just create like a paper cone, and then you take, this sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, this sounds like concerning behavior, but you take all of, what are they called? They're not spines, the little, I can't even remember what they're called. You know, you kind of deconstruct a pine cone and then use all those little 
pine cone tabs and glue it onto the cone and it makes a Christmas tree. And it's so cute. I was thrilled. But lest you be misdirected because the video makes it look like really fun and easy and quick. Um, it probably took us three hours and that was with me gluing full time. And my mom, this angel woman, she literally sat at my kitchen table with flyers and like ripped apart pine cones for three hours. I'm not kidding. Um, so do they look cute on my entryway table? They do, but they did come at a cost. And that is always my downfall. I am like, oh, we can knock this out. What? 30, 40 minutes. And then we're three hours later, knee deep in pine cones. But it was really, really fun. I do love a craft just for sitting and chatting. I love being able to do something with my hands. Also, when my mom left, just wanted to give a little bit of love to anyone who feels bad or weird about the fact that you still cry when your mom leaves. I bawled my eyes out. And, you know, this is really, if you know me, this is not, like, concerning or that abnormal. I'm a crier for sure. Um, cried all the way to the airport. Literally, ugly crying, audibly, dropping her off. People were walking by us like, oh my gosh, I was a wreck. Cried all the way home and then laid on the couch and Trenton sat with me and I cried for probably another hour. Um, so, yeah, if you... I don't know what it is about moms, but when you are with your mom after not having been with her for a while, you just feel like so taken care of and it's just the best feeling. Moms are just amazing. So yeah, having her here was amazing. Her leaving was not amazing, but we'll see you soon. See you soon for Christmas. Um, but how is everyone feeling about November? Are we feeling grateful? Are we feeling overwhelmed? I feel like this is definitely an overwhelmed month. Um, are you consumed with thinking about stuffing? Where are my stuffing haters? Because if you're a stuffing hater, you can just walk yourself right out the door because stuffing is everything good about the Thanksgiving holiday, which is saying something, honestly. One concern that I've had this year is whether or not cranberries are disgusting or if they're really, really good. I love a good cranberry sauce but I've been wanting to be a little bougie. And have you guys seen like the sugared cranberries? I don't know. Sugared, maybe they're candied. Because I feel like I could really get into that. Um, but yeah, if you are feeling overwhelmed, you're, you're in the right place. Because I feel all of those things. Okay, some more thoughts. You guys remember my Cake by Courtney episode. She's amazing. She is truly one of my idols. I had this fangirl moment. I was just browsing Courtney's Instagram, as I do, browsing her, her post came up in my feed. She was on Kelly Clarkson with Sarah Hyland. And I just had this moment where I, first of all, I texted the picture to Trenton right away. And I was like, listen, I had Cake by Courtney on my show, which by the way, truly just the nicest thing of her to do to come. It's not like, uh, I mean, it's not like she was getting much out of coming on my show. But we had someone on the show that is also on Kelly Clarkson with Sarah Hyland. I mean, basically, you can expect Kelly Clarkson on any minute. Um, I'll talk to you soon, Kelly. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Okay. This, this episode is also going to be a little bit of just an extended want, eat, watch, read, which is basically what 
I have thoughts on on any given day. Anyway, um, okay, I want. Trenton and I have been on a Cool Ranch Dorito kick. And nothing in the world is better than those heavily seasoned at the bottom of the bag Cool Ranch Doritos. And I just have been thinking, you know, I'm always looking for ways to elevate my life. And I want to know who has been holding out on us with the Dorito versus regular tortilla chip propaganda. Why have we not been using Cool Ranch Doritos in place of tortilla chips for every possible situation? Can you imagine loaded nachos with Cool Ranch Doritos? Why? Why have we been denying ourselves in this way? It's time it's time to elevate because you know what the difference is between regular tortilla chips and Cool Ranch Doritos? Absolutely nothing except they're better in every way. I don't I mean even if you want to be a nutrition facts girl and read the ingredients, they're the same except for the delicious seasonings. I don't know if I'll be purchasing regular tortilla chips for my tortilla chip needs ever, ever. I just, I can't believe I've gone this long. Um, I also want to know, and I have this angst every fall. I want to know who in this world loves, truly loves chili and what is wrong with them. The only chili I have ever enjoyed is the like white chicken chili because that stuff is truly like just crack. Um, I also love a good Wendy's chili, I will admit. I don't know what they do to that chili, but I love it. I Here's the thing, though. I'm always seeing people writing odes to chili. I, I want to play along, but it's just kind of upsetting. Like, I, I just don't understand the chili craze. They'll be like, oh my gosh, like chili and cinnamon rolls. And I'm like, mm, uh. like, let's put the chili on something and then put cheese on it, right? Like, let's... I don't know. I, I mean, I could even put it on like a hot dog, do a chili dog maybe. Um, but just the chili is just upsetting to me every year. I would live in dread growing up of chili cook-offs. Truly. I couldn't think of anything worse than everyone bringing chili and having to try all of them. Okay. It's nice to have that off my chest. Thanks for sticking, sticking with me for that. Okay. Another thing recently, I... I signed up, or I will sign up today, hopefully. I'm terrible at signing up for things. I will be signed up for a half marathon pretty soon. And I've talked about this a little bit on here before. I kind of go through phases with running. Last year, I did two half marathons, and this is like a very Brecklin thing. So I signed up for one, um, and I'll be totally transparent because I do think that's important. I signed up because I thought it would get me in killer shape. And give me a quote-unquote runner's body. Um, And here's the thing about running. If you run, first of all, you have a runner's body. And also, it's a lot of time and hurt if you're trying to change your body. Um, Turns out your body is like really smart. And so it often just will require more food as you run more miles. So my, you know, beach body dreams died, which is fine. That's good. Um, But I have a lot of thoughts. I mean, I could do a whole episode on running. I signed up for this first one, trying to do the marathon at the same time. I did the, they called it a mini marathon, which I felt like was a little insulting. Like whoever thought calling 13.1 miles mini wasn't degrading, um, has never actually been a human on this earth, but it was 
really, really good for me, this race. And here's what surprised me the most. I did not come out looking incredible. I did not have this tiny little runner's body that I thought I needed, but it was completely cathartic. It was so good for me. It felt like when I walked away, I I walked away from it in the same way that I feel after I've done a really like enriching vacation where you just feel like you've gained something. It just felt like a rich life experience. And it, it probably isn't something that I would call fun, but it was very meaningful. I don't know. I, I just go through phases where I want that and I just want to feel more. I want to feel my feelings more. And running does that for me. Um, this last mile of this first race, I cried probably, oh, probably six or seven times this last, probably like the last five miles because people line up, you know, on the streets and they would wave or they're cheer, like they make signs. If you never raced, some people go all out. Like there were people handing out like cold washcloths just for fun. Like their little kids would run into the street and hand you a cold washcloth. Um, and it actually made me mad because when people would do that, I would cry and then I would be embarrassed. And so I'd be like, okay, please just don't look at me. Don't wave to me. I don't want to cry. Um, but it was so good. It was like such a special experience. And I also cry watching anyone else run. And oh, the finish line of races, I don't care if you're watching a 5K or the Boston Marathon, it is so emotional. And you see people at their absolute breaking point crossing the finish line. I just cry. I cry. And so you can imagine by the end of the day, I was very emotionally spent, but it was so good. And I mean, any runner will tell you this. You finish the first one and most of the time you're like, okay, when's the next one? When am I signing up? So I did. We signed up for another one in like a couple months, which was not enough time. Um, the second one was good. I dropped some time. Um, and here's the part where like, this is the most Brecklin thing ever. I was like, so I dropped, I think I dropped 10 minutes, um, which was good. You know, over half marathon distance, I was proud of myself, but I was, my ego went through the roof, which is funny because Trenton ran the marathon that second time. So he has run marathons both times. I've run a half and he is very casual about it, but I run a half and I was like, um, I'm going to Boston. Like it's actually not a joke. I really was like, I am a Boston marathoner. I, and <laughs> my mom, who was like a legitimate runner, very fast has raced a lot. She was like, wow. Like that's great. You can totally do it. The Boston is a really big deal. Like, you know, you'll have to train for a lot, a lot of years to like, if you ever wanted to run the Boston. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom, like I can totally do this. You know, Trent and I want to do it together, which I still think would be so fun. But I went for like a three mile run after the second half. And I was just so burnt out that I was like, I can't, I cannot, I just, I need a break. Um, and so my Boston dreams died off for a little while. And, and mostly it was just funny because I don't know, that's just a very me thing to do. And when I think about why running has become something that I just can't really seem to quit, I always kind of seem to come back to it. I think it's mostly that one, I do want to feel something. I want like the emotional, this sounds sadistic, but almost like the emotional turmoil and stress that comes with the run because it is so cathartic. And then also who does not like to feel athletic. Like I come from a really athletic family and I just have not ever, (laughs) the tradition did not begin with me. We can just say that. I have always been the writer, you know, 
here I am with the podcast, the marketing, reading, movie watching, cookie making girl. That's kind of my role. And running makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I have, you know, an athletic identity that's just my own. Um, just, it's just good. I'm, I'm excited. If anyone wants to go for jogs, hit me up. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something coming up that I'm super excited about. Another thing that has been on my mind, and I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are on this. So if you want to give me feedback, I would love that. Um, I mentioned this a little bit on the podcast with Courtney, um, but I just in the past couple months have realized that I have ADHD. And like I said, if you know me, probably not surprising. There are still a lot of misconceptions about ADHD. You know, people think it's just hyperactive, um, which in women is actually pretty rare. So I've never really been a hyperactive person. Um, but here are my thoughts. I would love to do an episode on it, but I'm also very nervous. And here's why I feel like it is trending and it kind of makes me cringe a little bit because, you know, it almost seems like everyone has gotten like a TikTok ADHD diagnosis. And while I'm absolutely positive, I, I do have ADHD. I've been going through some testing. Um, hundred percent sure it's a thing for me. If I talked to my mom about it, talked to the symptoms, she was like, yep, yep. Um, I just don't want, if I'm just being transparent, I don't want people to be like, okay, like everyone jumping on the women with ADHD train. But at the same time, I also would love to talk about it because learning about it has been so, so good for me. It just, <sighs> the thing about ADHD in women is that a lot of times the symptoms are masked and internalized because it's, because we live in a society where it's not as cool for girls to make mistakes. You know, it's a lot, you kind of maybe expect it more of a little boy, but you want, you know, you expect a little girl to be more put together and self-contained. And so growing up, I always just felt like I was always making mistakes and I wasn't as put together as everyone else around me. But as an adult, um, learning about ADHD has been really kind of healing. So I don't have to be embarrassed about these symptoms that I still deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, that turns out we're not my fault. And I'm sure there are honestly so many other people out there. If you are creative and <laughs> this is such a generalization, but if you are creative, you've always been a little bit all over the place. I just, it's one of those things where I'm like, there have to be literally so, so many women walking around with ADHD who just think they're a wreck and just who think they can never quite get themselves together. And do we want to have an episode on that? Is that going to be boring? I, in my darkest little moments, I picture people rolling their eyes being like, oh my gosh, like, you know, of course she has ADHD and, you know, now she's an expert and she wants to talk about it because everyone on TikTok is, but maybe I'll get brave and we'll do an episode. We'll see how I feel. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Um, moving on to eat after we just went on a bunch of different rants back to eat. This is a little thing that I feel, I feel a little conflicted about it, but I've shared on here before that I've had kind of some meat aversions since moving since moving here. Um, it had been honestly a couple months that I had been comfortably able to eat meat and a lot of the time I just didn't at all. Um, but I did have a burger. I had this night where it sounded so, so good. And I was like, I, I need a burger. It was delicious. Very, very good. And here's, here's kind of where I'm at. I do have kind of like 
legit concerns about eating meat. Um, I don't want to say moral because that packs a punch, um, but I do want to contribute to like less animals dying. And I know, I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's not you. You can't fix it. You know, you not eating meat isn't, isn't affecting things, but I, I disagree. I think the more vegetarian options people keep ordering at restaurants and at grocery stores, the more the demand will rise. Um, and that can make a legitimate impact. Um, but I also am a big believer in not cutting things that you like out of your diet. Um, just kind of from an intuitive eating stance. I don't really like to label myself, so I haven't ever labeled myself vegetarian, but that's where I'm at. If anyone else has ever kind of been in that space where you're like, I enjoy the way meat tastes, but sometimes the texture freaks me out. And sometimes I'm sad that, you know, animals are dying. And anyway, it, it's a whole can of worms to open up, but if you have ever been in that space, I just, you're not by yourself. Um, I've been there. It's something I'm still kind of working at right now. Um, okay. I've, we've also been on a pumpkin bar kick. Like I said, we're still rocking the pumpkin over here. And here's the thing. People are often really nice to me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, you are such a good cook. You're such a good baker. Oh my gosh. And here's the thing. First of all, I've been cooking and baking since I was really, really little. My mom gave me full, full access to the kitchen, to doing all sorts of things since I was really, really young. So I've had a lot of practice. The other thing that people don't realize is that I am an absolute hack job in the kitchen. Still. Still. I just, I do things wrong all the time. I'll improvise recipes and it goes crazy. I mess things up constantly. And this week I tried to make these pumpkin bars and who has ever gotten your cream cheese out to make cream cheese frosting? You don't let it sit. You're expecting this beautiful creamy frosting and it ends up like pebbly because it didn't thaw enough. So that definitely happened to me. I had this, I was going to a party. I needed to bring these pumpkin bars. The frosting is like cottage cheese, just almost inedible, like gross level. So here's what I did. And (laughs) this is embarrassing looking back. I straight up put the bowl in the oven that had just baked the pumpkin bar. So it was still hot to try to kind of melt the cream cheese down. And then I legitimately, here's just, this is just a hack. If this ever happens to you, you're in a bind. I strained it through like a pasta sieve. So, I mean, think about how long it would take to strain cream cheese frosting, but it did work. So if you're ever in a bind, you've got that super nasty pebbly cream cheese frosting. Straining it took most of the lumps out and it was mostly smooth. It was really runny and melted all over the place, but it did mostly save the frosting. So there's a little hack for you. Um, And then something I saw on Instagram that I've been wanting to try, they called it a French onion soup sandwich. And it was kind of a grilled cheese deal. And I think what they basically did was they did like a, so they caramelized their onions, you know, French onion soup flavoring with the onions. And then they just did like a grilled cheese and then they dipped it in what looked like au jus or like the French onion soup itself. Does that not sound so, so good? I don't know if I explained that well. So it's basically a grilled cheese sandwich with like caramelized French onions inside. And then you just dip it in the au jus or the, you know, onion soup, whatever you want to call it. I will be making that very, very soon. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, okay. Another thing. I... I'm so, so sorry. I always end up looping ranch into my episodes somehow, but it is a big part of my life. And I've made a really important discovery, and that is that the South does ranch way, way better 
than the West. I don't know what's going on, but they just get it. They get ranch. The ranch I've had here is just unparalleled. So I will be hunting down a delicious ranch recipe from this restaurant we tried so I can recreate it and hopefully share. Um, so stay tuned for that, my ranch people. Okay, on to watch. As far as Thanksgiving shows, I just, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a desert out there. We have so much Halloween, you know, movie content, so much Christmas content. So I have done the good work of gathering some Thanksgiving movies that you can watch and kind of still feel cozy and holiday-ish, but not feeling like you're kind of cheating on Christmas. And number one, starting us off, is Rocky. I know. You're either a Rocky lover and or you're a Rocky hater. Trenton and I have been on and off Rocky fans since we were like babies. Um, it's so good and it is so bad. It is, oh, but it is a Thanksgiving show, I will say. And the only reason that I say that is because the first one happens on Thanksgiving Day. Like the first 20 minutes are Thanksgiving Day. Um, next up, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I don't know what it is, but that is definitely a Thanksgiving show. Um, Little Women. We love Little Women. A Christmas show as well, admittedly. But I would say it still fits into that Thanksgiving vibe that we're looking for. Ultimately, I would love to go through like TV series and find all of the Thanksgiving episodes or all of the Christmas episodes and just kind of make a list. You can just go through all of them like Friends or Modern Family or Gilmore Girls. I mean, the only one I could think of right off the top of my head was the Korean Thanksgiving. Um, Is that what the episode is called? I want to say it's a Korean Thanksgiving. But yeah, I would love to make a holiday compilation of, and I'm sure, actually, I'm sure it's out there. I could probably just find it. Um, Maybe I'll share that if I can find one of those. But yeah, if you have a Thanksgiving show, send it my way. We'll add it to the list. Okay. That is all I have for today. Um, It has just been a train wreck of a conversation, but thanks for sticking it out. Um, Just to give a little prep, you guys, we have some really truly phenomenal people coming on the podcast soon. Um, And just, it makes me so grateful because it's just one of the things I love about podcasting. When I contact guests, more often than not, I've never spoken with them. We are total strangers, but there are legitimately people out there who will agree to come on a podcast with someone they've never met and have like a deep conversation about something meaningful in their life. And it still just blows my mind. It's just such a unique space And I don't think I'll ever really get sick of it. It's been perfect for me. I'm, you know, kind of a semi-introverted person. So I still have to push myself, but it is just magical. It's the best thing ever. And we have some really amazing people coming on. Um, We do have the Thanksgiving episode coming out pretty soon. We'll be talking about things you're grateful for that you'll never have to live again. Those awkward Thanksgiving stories, Thanksgiving fails. I'm still actually collecting stories, so if you have one that you wanted to share that you thought of, I'll put the box up again so we can add some more. But that is it for me today. Thank you so much for being here. We are coming up on a year of the podcast, and when you show up and listen, you will never know how much it means to me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the reviews that you've left. 2023 is going to be a really good, fun year for the Bread and Butter podcast. We're going to live it up. Until next week, signing off. Have a good week. Oh,